If it is important to women, it's important to Wilds Worldwide. Hello, I'm Alyssa Wilds of Wilds Worldwide, and I thank you in advance for your support of my podcast. Like Wilds Worldwide on Facebook. Follow me on Instagram at Alyssa's Random Thoughts and Twitter at Wilds Worldwide. We are on all major podcast platforms and broadcast on Facebook Live on Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Like, share, follow, and subscribe to Wilds Worldwide. And remember, if you still have a pulse, it's because you have a purpose. Find your purpose, walk in your purpose, live out your purpose every single day. See you or talk to you real soon. You are live. <laughs> Morning. <laughs> Good morning, it's Saturday. <laughs> Where am I going to go tonight? <laughs> hey, June 26th. Good morning, everybody. It is June 26th. It is, all right, we are live. We are live. But Darnine just goes to her and shake her head. We are live. Welcome, everyone, to the Diva Den. <laughs> Wild World. Wild World. Do it, Definitely been a week for everybody. So everybody, come on in. Get your beverage of choice. Okay. It is five o'clock somewhere. So you can choose any beverage you choose to have this morning. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today we are still celebrating the month of the man. All right now. What a man, what a man, what a man. What a mighty good man is what we are celebrating today. Some of our mighty good men are going to have some good attributes, and some of them may not. Yeah. Uh, we have learned a whole lot from all of the mighty men in our lives. So welcome. Again, share, tag. What's the next line? <laughs> like, share, text tag. Like, share, text tag. Wake your friends up. And absolutely. Wait, I, I'm on the private comment, so I can't see her. Good morning, Yolanda. Good morning, Catherine. And good morning, Angela Wright. Get all of your friends on this morning. We are here with it. Yes, we, we have Blondie in the right. We have Blondie in the bottom. Right. We have the Soror in the center representing Delta. We have going on the porch. And we have Lissy coming in, always stepping like she going somewhere at 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Welcome. Hey, Yolanda Jackson. Hey, Roy Henson. You laughing at me, homegirl? Hey, you know what? This is a testament of sisterhood. When you really honestly have strong people in your corner, because today just ain't it. Today ain't it. And I thank God that I saw it. Charge. <laughs> so I truly do appreciate my sorrows. Absolutely. The five heartbeats. Yes, we are. Yes, we are today. Yes. It is five o'clock somewhere. Get your beverage. Get your mimosa or get a shot. After the week that I had, have two shots for me. Yeah, let's have some shots this morning. Good morning to you, Hall. I appreciate you being here with us. Sheree Wild, Yolanda, everybody. Thank you so much. I want to first say, before we even get started with the month of the man, thank you so much, Danine. I truly appreciate you because I just wasn't, I just wasn't ready yet. <laughs> I just wasn't ready yet. So thank you. Thank you for that. But I want to say happy birthday to my mother. 
It is my beloved baby 78th birthday. Right. Um, my mother is 78, and life got so much sweeter for her after retirement. So I'm loving how great her life looked for her at this point in her life. She is truly enjoying her life. You know, she's sewing and she's woodworking and she's uh, doing uh, glass art and all kinds of stuff. So she's just having a great old time right now. Yes, yes, yes. Well, happy, happy birthday, baby. baby. Ain't that what you call your mom, baby? Yep. Happy yep. birthday, baby. Love that old lady. So, yes, ladies, I want to recap the whole month. Recap, can we just shout out uh, Angie? Angie, we miss you. We um, miss you safe travels. Uh, yeah, uh, so just one shout out, Angie. She said she might not be on with us, but you see her in the comments. So she right, right there, there, right on time. Too. Love That's you. We got the new one. It's six heartbeats. It's just one. This is six it's, heartbeats. This the new and improved heartbeat. The That's new and improved right. heartbeat. Right. Just who we are. <laughs> That's just who we are, child. It is. There are six of us. One is just on the road at present. So yeah, safe travels to you, beloved. Wait a minute, let yeah. me adjust my ring light so they can see my sexy. My hey, she said sexy. Look, she changed it. She changed the vibe right up. Okay, hold on. Wait. I need somebody to screenshot. Screenshot. Get it. Get it. We got you. We got you. Hit it. Hit it. Hit it. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. Okay. Go ahead, Liz. So, yes. <laughs> We are going to recap the month of the man, keeping in mind that we had Keith Stark that started off with a he black. Was amazing. He was amazing. He was amazing. Yeah. Everyone to go back and watch that show. Absolutely. I would suggest it for men, for the ladies. I told my daughter, Muffy, like, you got to go back and watch that. That brother dropped so many gems. For both sides, you know what he I mean? Did. So under the Venus versus Mars, he was just dropping knowledge. He was dropping strategies. He was just dropping truth. And he was amazing. That may have been one of my favorite podcasts ever. Yeah. I've listened to before his openness, his transparency. It was fantastic. I poured it to Molly. Yeah, I poured it to Molly. And I said, I need you to listen to this. And I said, I want you to listen to it while you get it while you're moving around, all those things. And then I just want you to top, stop for a moment and listen to these particular numbers. And then listen to what he has to say. I thought it was great information. It definitely was. It definitely was. When he started, it was a point in the podcast towards the end. This was like his one hour and 10 minute mark where he stepped into the pulpit. When he said that we need to be, fathers need to be more influential than social media than friends, than the world. Like they needed to take their rightful place in households and, and be everything because they are in fact their son's first superhero and their daughter's first love. Mm -hmm. And when he said that, it was just like, okay, he changed the whole pace. And he said too, that women needed to, we need to make sure that our, our men, our mates' chests are pumped out. You know, we need to puff them up. 
Yeah, that part, because the world is going to tear them down. So we need to send them out feeling extra loved and extra special every day. Absolutely. And I appreciate it when he said also, women, we are to raise them to be able to leave the home. Not yes. <laughs> that was paramount for me. That was paramount for me, right? Yes. We are, because, I mean, see, I mean, you know, Keith made it known I was raised by a single mother. He, he was supposed to be out of the home. It was not designed for him to live with his mother forever. And I think that was very vital information because, uh, you know, I always hear from Jay, like, you know, you love when Jamal, and you, uh, you hold me accountable, right? Uh, I'm pushing both of y'all out this door. <laughs> well, cause you, know, you know what they say about black women in particular? We yeah. love our sons and raise our daughters. Yeah. That's it. That's true, I'm guilty. Well, I hope to break the cycle. I know that's right. We ain't doing that. Y'all got to go. I got to live my life. See ya. He know he got to do. It's, it's a work in progress over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna live too, Jody. <laughs> Did you say Jody? Mama gotta live too, Jody. Baby boy, mama gotta live too, Jody. Okay. (laughs) As she smoked her cigarette and cried and said, and you better watch your back. (laughs) What? That's what I'm talking about. That man was coming after him long and hard. Yeah. I think a lot of us are guilty of that because I can even see that with Miles and Troy. And there were just some things that he was saying that just resonated so deeply with me. It, it really honestly did. Likewise. One of the other things that he said that I thought All was really it. important, and I'm, I can't remember when, but th- this was a big moment when he talked about our tone when speaking to our men yeah. and how we speak to them. Yes. And I yes. thought that was really important for women to hear because our tone can be so visceral and vicious mm-hmm. and emasculating. And I remember my grandmom always said, baby, always... Well, she's always speak sweet nothings in their ear, meaning don't yell, don't scream, kind of lean in a little bit when you when you ask for something and you'll always get what you want. Yeah. But how about she even got soft when she said that? (laughs) (laughs) She she even got soft when she leaned in and said, lean in. Like she was in character, right? (laughs) Because you know what? I will be very honest in that. That is me in in dealing with my husband. And no matter how much he makes me mad, you know, when I speak to Michael Chester, Uh it's always, even in our arguments and disagreements, we literally, if y'all was around us doing an argument, you'd be like, like (laughs) the girls from Pitch Perfect. Remember she used to be like, <laughs> because <laughs> we just don't. That's just don't. That's not what we do. But what she did to me, that's right though. <laughs> Pitch Perfect is my movie. Yeah. <laughs> see, we see. But that's good that you communicate like that. So and and you know, I remember there was one time. And his sister always laughs about this. This is Trina. In my younger, very younger years, and Asante was um, still a baby, and me and Michael were having a disagreement about, I don't know what it was about, but I remember being in his face like, F you, and what you going to do? What you going to do? Like, in his face, like, what you going to do? And Michael is one of the most mild-mannered people you will ever meet. Everyone actually refers to him as Mercy Mike, to a fault. I pushed and poked that man so much. 
That was the only time he ever snapped on me, y'all. <laughs> 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 he looked Charles Greenwell me too. He ain't trying to really kill me, but he looked Charles Greenwell my ass. <laughs> it was oh, like, that's a good analogy. <laughs> <laughs> and his sister Trina just grabbed the Sante like. <laughs> and I, I knew in that moment that I was so wrong. And I vowed to never speak to him like that again, no matter what we were going through. Right. Never speak to him like that again. And, I, and I've never. So that when Keith said that, it was just like a really like a confirmation for me. But mm -hmm. I was like, I hope other women get that too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then he talked about, we're going to move on to the next week. But Keith was so amazing. But he, he said too, he said, you know, when the, the, the strip bars and the clubs and the and the women come into play, it's because he said, and a lot of times women get caught up on what another woman looks like, but it is it is that woman pushing his head up while the woman at home is pushing, pushing his head down. down. Mm -hmm. And he said that you, you need to make sure that you are, make, make sure that you're affirming him, making sure that he feels good and making sure that he leaves out into the world because the world is going to beat him up. Mm -hmm. So making sure that he has all of the love and support that he needs. Um, so that he could be able to come home and do what he's supposed to do. Oh, and also he said that we need to give them him about an hour to come home and he's trying to separate from his world. He needs I an hour. Ladies. I learned I learned that. Yeah, that is so true, but it works for us as well. Right. That, yeah. mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because so, nobody wants to walk into the door after you've gone through what you've gone through on in the workplace and in traffic and just get hammered with responsibilities. Right. right. Like that that clash will kind of kill things immediately right. anyway. So. Yes, it will. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of those classes. Yes, it will. Took a lot to learn, but I learned. It's true. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Good morning, everybody, again. Morning. So, yes. How about um the bromance? <laughs> I chuckled throughout that entire okay Because Ward, poor Ward, and not wanting to accept that he was in bromance. <laughs> <laughs> Even though his fellow bromance members his, were calling it a bromance. Like, it's a bromance. Dude, I love you. And he was like, nah. Nah, that ain't, that ain't what this is. But I had actually, in my mind, I had earmarked it like around 15 minutes. We Around 15 minutes before war would attack. And I, I remember like, saying, yo, it's three minutes and 50 seconds like, hey, in. Like three minutes in. It wasn't even, yeah. And he was four minutes in. I have a problem with that that title. I have a problem with that. And, and for him, it kind of it kind of stayed there quite a little bit. Yeah. But you know what? Just 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 um, looking at how it even began, like Kevin was extremely vocal, and he was saying, you know, it began with with Ward's protection. Mm -hmm. You know, I was just a little guy, and they were pouncing on me, and Ward was right there, and and it began in sixth grade for them. It began in sixth grade for them, but then yep. they all got together in high school, I believe. Mm -hmm. yeah. So just the, the the span of time and the love and the experiences was was absolutely amazing. And then when they described um, brown skin Jesus. Oh, Lord. Oh, when they were talking about booty. Yo, yeah. when was talking about booty, that was, that was hilarious. And, you know, they I've long, I, I went to Morgan Village with them. So we, we I was part of the Morgan Village crew. And, you know, back then I, I was I was rolling tough with the fellas. And I love Morgan Village. I, I didn't even go there, but I love y'all. So I was privy to their, their friendship, just yeah. watching their friendship and always being in awe by 
their friendship. Like I really, I, I really have always been in awe by their friendship. And, you know, while I was younger in my younger years, I didn't really have a lot of girlfriends like that, but I sure am glad that even in my, now in my older years that I have what they've had for mm -hmm. so long. Like I have that sister, Mm -hmm, sister, you know, those, those relationships, sister romance. Right? Mm -hmm. sister romance or whatever you want to call it. But, right. you know, and it almost makes me a little sad that I missed out on it, you know, in my younger, like in my teen and early adolescent years, I wish I had like a y'all because let me tell y'all something, the women these days, they need somebody to help them and tell them and guide them and support them and be like, girl, you shouldn't do that or whatever the case may be. But um, just watching their friendship, you know, and now we're all, you know, pushing 50 and yeah. they're still friends. That's all pushing 50. And, yeah. you know, to know that they've had a friendship. And I think um, Keith and EB may have been friends since like kindergarten. And like, I would say Mar Marcus, Keith. Oh, you pause. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> what and then what happened? You, you fall. Marcus, you were writing. You said <laughs> Marcus. So it was Marcus. So Marcus, Eric, and Keith were friends. And then Chris moved into our neighborhood. Um, Chris and Jimmy. So that's Black Jesus or Booty or whatever the case may be. And then everybody else just kind of filtered through. You know, of course, when you got to Morgan Village, you met the extended, you know, uh, group and connections. And then for me, watching them throughout high school. Watching them find themselves throughout high school was nice um, because Kevin went to the prom with Diana at one point in time, like just how everybody intermingled. So when they said that um, Jimmy will have a nickname for everybody, he's not lying. When I left, when we left Morgan Village and went back to Catholic school, our name became Catholic and they would scream it from their front door when you were walking by. <laughs> right. So that became like the name throughout, you know, the neighborhood and stuff like that. But just hearing them reminisce was very much taking me back to my Lakeshore Drive days. And it was yeah. really nice. Um, and then just watching, you're right to me, that almost what, 40, 45 year relationship. I mean, if somebody went back to five, you know, five in kindergarten, 45 year relationship for it to expand one another and their children. Um, mm -hmm. Chris was the first one to have children out of everybody, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, out of everybody. Um, but just that, I think that episode really spoke to the testimony of men and their relationships and how deep they can go mm -hmm. and how deep they're willing to allow them to go and how mm -hmm. just even hearing about the extension of Eric's frat brothers becoming friends with them yeah. and animosity and, 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 you know, being able to just coexist with one another in a relationship is is not often we don't we don't see that on the film you know right right yeah. right, right. that in movies we only if you experience it growing up that's the only way we really kind of see it and i'm not even sure people um have that now i'll say jamal does to a degree i do see it with his friends which i find to be you know very nice i mean but he's 23 right but he's had friends since he was five that he still connect with and actually will do things with and stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see how it parlays itself in the future when everybody starts branching off and, you know, having other connections. Um, that's going to be interesting. So I thought, I mean, listen, you've been on fire all month. Yeah. So yeah. And you know what else I want to say about today? If you were smoldering today, the last three Saturdays, 
was flamed up so you can smolder and then get up and see your flame today. Thank so you, me and my poison ivy. I thank God for you. <laughs> but you know what else I want to say about the fellas? You know what else I want to say about them? That whole crew having been like a female who hung or a woman female who hung with them. I have to honestly say every time that I was in their presence, wherever we was hanging at, whether it would be the pub or whatever, they always looked out for me. Oh, they were always respecting. They were. They always respected me, and protected me. But always looked out for me. And and you know, I really, as we talk about what a man, what a man, what a mighty good man, I want to shout them out for that because right. there's never been a time when you know. I remember when my dog got killed. <laughs> we're sorry y'all like the death of a dog is not funny but the story behind it that i just learned about yes it's not funny i was actually traumatized but donine and angie make me laugh about it every time i think about it because of the way they laughed about it when yes. I was the story but i remember my dog got out loose and ended up getting hit by a car out on um blackwood kilmington road and I didn't know I even loved the dog the way that I did because I literally stood in the middle of Blackwood Crimson Road and it was that deep cry. And I remember Keith driving down the street and pulled over and jumped out his car like, yo, what, what's going on? Like, what? Like, you know, Dustin. Hey, Muffy. Rest Dustin. in peace to Dustin. But That's I remember right. jumping out the car and being like, yo, what's up? And just helping me get myself together. And I don't know who got the dog up for me, but it was times like that or like a time when I was at the pub and they thought it was really funny because I kept drinking them Long Island iced teas. And um, I, I don't even know who called my daughter. I think Keith called my daughter. Marcus might have called. Somebody had to call Muffy because Muffy had to come get me from the pub. But they were even like, do you want us to take you home and I'll drop your car? Like they've just always been good dudes. Um, like I never, there was never any, you know, men can be mean and back in middle school, boys can be mean and they, they were not boys. They were not mean boys at all. Always really. <laughs> I know. We are too, Kat. <laughs> it's okay, Catherine. You can cry and laugh at the same time. I do. Like, I, Kat, let me tell you real quick on Dustin. <laughs> I was so Devastated and Donnie could not stop. Yeah, we were really devastated. <laughs> I was like, my dog died, and Donnie and she just would not stop laughing. <laughs> it wasn't they, because of the dogs, but wait, wait, it wasn't because the dog died. I was out of the room when Tamika said what happened to the dog, and then I came in and said, Where's that mangy mutt? <laughs> And then we, yeah, and then we found Andy was like, he died. I said, oh. <laughs> and now I can't. Whenever I think about my dog dying, it makes me laugh. It's an uncomfortable laugh, but. <laughs> but you know what? For the romance thing, I will say for me, you know, um, with that group of individuals. Fairview lends itself to that. Like I can give you cohorts of romances that have occurred in Fairview. Um, so it lent itself to have a romance. Anybody who was invited into that, great, lucky for them, you know, because Warden and weren't Fairview guys, but to be able to be invited into that was lucky for them. So I do think, you know, it said something about the neighborhood in which we grew up in. Because sometimes we felt like an island on our own, right? We were mm -hmm. at the end of the, we were at the end of the nine miles before you hit white Fairview, you know? So um, 
part of it was we played white with one another. Now, baby. It's it ain't white fair view no more. <laughs> now, so, we so you grew up with one another. You were able to stay out with one another. Your parents trusted the other, you know, individuals and stuff like that. So it was a small little island by itself. And really to be able to be invited into that space, lucky for you. And again, it's part of how it was with a family. It was literally makes your drive and it's extending fingers was a full on family. Mm. You, you know what, when I thought about them, when I thought about um, the fellas after that show, I went on to Netflix because, you know, Netflix is my everything, right? And um, I saw that they have the best man on Netflix. Yeah. Now. Yeah. And I was like, this is this is exactly what they describe. Mm -hmm. that there's, it's, it's, there's sometimes a strife. You know, I don't know if anybody got were, was hanging over the uh, balcony or whatever. They was about to throw them from the building. <laughs> but... <laughs> But Maybe. you know there has been there have been issues, but they still managed to work it out mm -hmm. definitely, and and it spans many 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 years. They're in each other's weddings. Their ch children are calling each other uncle. Right. You know, it's it's just a beautiful nice. thing. It really yeah. is nice. But I want to bring up one point. One of the things that happened on that show, with um, because I noted that they were from Fairview and Parkside, so they were affluent. You know, because those oh, were the yeah. affluent neighborhoods in Camden, right? <laughs> But when Ward was running people over, he did it in Pollock Town. <laughs> <laughs> so you left your influence and came to my hood and was, people were flipping over your sunroof. Over the top oh of the car. Goodness. Over the sunroof. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So I just want I just want to point that part out again. <laughs> that that once they turned off of Kane Avenue, I believe they said, mm -hmm. and on to Lewis Street is when they entered into my hood. Mm -hmm. And people started, started running people over. Yes, Amani. People move over in my mm -hmm. hood. So absolutely. They were that was a very good show as well. It was. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed Father's it. Day. Father's this day show. Oh, wow. That show was that was very interesting. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it's a girl, Linda, she said that was very interesting. <laughs> Lead us out, Rhonda. Tell us how interesting it was. You know, I appreciate all of them being honest and what they deal with as being fathers and the different situations. Some are very um I don't know what the word is, but you know, <laughs> you know what they're dealing with with the partners and trying to still be fathers and still be present and and how they're dealing with it and they haven't given up. That's what I appreciate about each one of those guys. You know, it was mm -hmm. it was good. It they was were very transparent. They yeah. were they yeah. were very vulnerable. Very vulnerable and in spite of of unknown dope heads do exist. Yes, Angie. Absolutely. Dope heads do exist. Yes, right. Do. Right. Right. Really honestly do. And you know what really stood out to me was <clears throat> how society will will force will force the world. Well, the media will force the world to believe that mm -hmm. we're just the fathers are not around and that they just don't want any parts of it. <clears throat> but when you listen to Al Hall's story, he was fighting to be a part of. Mm -hmm. He was extremely transparent and extremely vulnerable about the issues that he's having with even being there and now being a divorced dad and he's engaged, his ex-wife has now remarried. And then just that that, that separation, uh, having been in the home every day, all day with, with yeah. his children to now, he, he pointed out six, he pointed out six days a month 
Yeah. He said that several times that he only yeah. has six days a month and how difficult it is because of the stories that are being pumped into his children and him trying to use those six days to help them to unlearn things and make it quality time. So just the, the fact that um, the media and, and I, I, I honestly can see why a lot of people believe a lot of things about us because it's pumped out so widely and the great things kind of trickle. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so they're believing what it is that they're being fed. Right. Yeah. And but there there were so many different stories from Al Hall fighting for his children. Right. Um, Rashawn Hornsby fighting to re-enter his children's lives after mm -hmm. being separated from their mother. Then you had um Rob Tufnell, who in fact was is an adoptive father who mm -hmm. then saw the need and brought children in. You know, and adopted yeah. children. Then you had Nairi Almatri, who's doing an amazing thing from a whole other place. Yep, bicoastal. From a whole from yep. well, bicoastal. He's a bicoastal father. Who else did we have on there? Je uh, Fort. Chester. Fort was there. Right, say don't forget. Chester. No, because I wanted to round it off with Chester because I oh. had a whole bunch of points that I wanted to make about what Chester was saying. But um, then we had Fort, who's a girl dad who was combing his girl's hair and getting her together right on screen. So it was real. This was really who they are. This yeah. is really who they are. And then we had Chester who made so many good points saying, because I asked him in the end, I said, any last thing that you want to say, especially about who you've been and how it translated into your son now being a father. And he said that he had passed down some things, things that he had learned, he had passed on to his son that his son then had to unlearn. And it was important that his son unlearned some things because it didn't work for his style of parenting. Now his son is a is an amazing father, but what he was giving him wasn't going to work for what he needed to do and for who he was. Mm -hmm. And just that that the overall vulnerability was just so amazing. And they were transparent in a space that they just said yes to me and just poured out their stories. Mm -hmm. And I was so grateful for that because Chester was definitely dropping gems and I needed to hear a little bit more from Nyeri and Chester and Rob because there were people in the in the audience in our comment section who really wanted more information about um, adopting, fostering and adopting. So we did, mm -hmm. there was a need for that. And Nyeri with his uh, co-parenting, like that, his, his level of co-parenting, someone mm -hmm. that he's not with, you know, his, there's a child involved and the fact that he will jump on a flight anytime. And I can attest to who he is because I worked with him and I, you know, the baby had to come to the office and, and tank. I call him tank because he was mm -hmm. built like a football player from, from the very beginning, you know. So um, then tank just needing to get comfortable with the whole office because now I had to go do a meeting over here and it was his time to have his son. So mm -hmm. any which way that we could support him, we wanted to do that because he was a young father. You know, mm -hmm. I think he's maybe like 35, 36 now and the baby's five. Mm -hmm. So he was young and doing it so very well, so yeah. very well. So I just want to applaud him and I want to thank Chester. And I, I need to get Chester back on here because Chester was, was dropping some some gems. But we had already gone two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. we were already at two and a half hours. It was hours. well worth it, though. It was. A, it, it was. was well and you know, the time that was uh, I definitely think there needs to be a follow up show specifically on co-parenting. I've been trying to get Chester to write a book with me for probably like at least 15 to 20 years on how to co-parent. I was like, we need to write a book on how to properly co-parent. And then we need to do a whole series of workshops. Yeah. Because as, as you talk about what a man, what a man, what a mighty good man and influential 
men in our lives. Mm -hmm. You know, I met Chester when Muffy was four and, you know, at Camden County College and me and Chester got together. We broke up. We got back together. We had another baby. You know, Sante made it here by the skin of his chinny chin chin. But I remember when I'm going to be, I mean, we're talking about, you know, why the the love and respect that I have for this man, because when I became pregnant with Asante, I did not want to take the pregnancy to completion. I was like, I don't want any more kids. I don't want to be a baby mama with a whole bunch of baby daddies. And I remember Michael begging me to not terminate the pregnancy. And he said, if you bring this pregnancy to term, if you don't kill my child, I promise you, I will never leave you to be a single parent. I won't let you do this alone. And we broke up when Asante was about nine months old. I don't even think he was nine months old. I had Asante in July. We was broken up by like December, right? <laughs> Asante, but Michael, and he was devastated by our breakup, right? But he never, he got them kids every weekend. And he didn't get his son every weekend. He got his kids every weekend. Y'all need to write well, Can you pause right there? Because now I want to insert something that he said. He said, because Muffy said in the comments section last week that he adopted her or something. And she said, I did not adopt her. He said it was an honor because she adopted me and I had to live up to that honor. And that was so, I was like, oh my yeah. God, that is yeah. so amazing. Like, oh my God. And then he also said, how when y'all weren't even together, you made sure that he was able to see his kids, how he was working at Ponderosa and you would get a table in his section sure so would. that he could spend time with I his sure kids would. and see his kids. I was like, this is co-parenting at its finest. Yeah. I mean, because for us, it was like when we broke up, we even talked about when Asante turned five, we would swap roles and Asante would be with him the majority of the time and only come home with me on the weekends. But the deep thing about Michael being that type of dad, it it caused conflict in it caused conflict because people would say to him, that ain't even your child. Why are you still doing for her? Yeah. That man had to endure people being like, oh, you you a chump. You know, Tamika going out here on the weekends and you got these babies. And he would be like, I'm not babysitting my babies. Like he really would say like, but he had to deal with those type of comments and stuff. And he never like, he never, he never took one without the other. Quiet as his kept. He probably like Muffy more than Asante <laughs> too. But I don't know. <laughs> but but that was him. Like he was, it was never, I never had to say babysit your children. Right. I never had to say it's time to go school shopping. I right. never had to, I just never had to do any of those things right. with Michael. He always was there. Donino, he was all when we was online. I'd have to I'd be like, look, bro, I gotta drop kids off. I'm not sure what I'm ready. Going. You know, he never like my, my daughter said, he never badmouthed her biological dad and honored and respected when she wanted to reach out to her biological dad. He actually said to me, Tamika, you have to let her do that. You know what I mean? So as it relates to just the amount of love and respect. You know, we quietly love Michael Chapman. You I know, know y'all, you know, you know, it ain't even quiet. Y'all been rooting for Michael Chester. You know Michael Chester is a man. I know. He's everybody's man. He's everybody's man. 
he really is an amazing man and one of the dopest dads I've ever met in my whole life. Like I looked at him in terms of he is a true representation of fatherhood to me. And and while I'm talking about him, I also want to shout out a couple of other dope dads who I don't think ever, you know, when when I was young, there was two other men who were raising their child, who were single fathers raising their child. And that was Edlin Smith and Brandon Brown. And this year I forgot to, I usually do a post tagging them, but Brandon Brown and Edlin Smith were the first two single black dads that I knew that was doing a damn thing with raising their children. And I was, I so admired that about both of them. You know what I mean? And the truth of the matter is, and Muffy often says this is, while, like Lissy said, the narrative around black fathers is really messed up, but I don't, I don't know any deadbeat dads. I don't know any. I don't like personally. I don't know any in my family. I don't know any in my circles. You know, even my brothers. Like, you'll never see them without their kids. You know, like I don't know any. I don't know any personally. That be dads, not in my circle and, and in my family. That narrative changed, though, Tanika. That narrative changed, I think. That narrative changed hard, right? Based on, I'm going to say Generation X. You know, I always say we we fell down and dropped something, but we picked up in areas that were lost upon Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Right? Um, I do believe that, you know, many, for whatever reason, why there aren't any Debbie dads that you know of. I mean, because I'm in the same boat. The people that I interact with, that I exchange, relation, have relationships with, they're not Debbie fathers. They actually are actively involved in their children's lives. Um, and they still go above and beyond for their children. And some of them do have, you know, stepchildren and or, or other relationships with other women's children, right? Um, but I do think that narrative changed for us as we got older. You know, our, the gentlemen were like, I'm not going to be that dot, 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 whatever dot, dot, dot is, right? Whatever that dot, dot, dot is, I'm not going to be that and I'm going to change this narrative in, in the way it, it presents and it works. Like I'll use, you know, I'll talk about Parker for a moment. Dad wasn't in his life. Uh, we had Jamal. Um, I think his dad met Jamal one time and he passed. Um, and I knew, you know, ever since then, like Parker, Parker has never been away from us, ever. Listen to me when I say it, ever been away from <laughs> when I say that so I remember when I was in the hospital and the nurse you know because virtual board he's like you have multiple kids because they're so nice to you that we were circumcising Jamal and the nurse came in she thought he was all cute and cuddly and she said you know you're gonna have him for the next whatever years of your life 18 25 he's a little cranky you want me to keep him and you know me <laughs> sure <laughs> he's crying already we got a, a wet nurse. Go ahead. Parker was like, absolutely not. He's going to stay right here. I said, but he's crying. And she seems to get him to be quiet. <laughs> right? That was one. When I had Jamal, at the time, men couldn't stay in the hospitals. My husband was in the bathroom taking a full-on shower like he was home. <laughs> um, I see you're in the bed. I'm bringing you the baby. Who's in the shower? And I said, oh, that's my husband. <laughs> she said, oh, he can't stay over. I said, well, I'm not telling him. You better tell him, right? Parker, like from the day we had Jamal, he has never gone anywhere. 
I've even said, you can get out. He was like, I won't. I'm going to be right here. <laughs> not like Chester. Right? Like, I'm not going anywhere. Not like Chester. I'm they come not going anywhere. <laughs> anywhere. And when I'm I say Parker, they just in the bed sleep. You be like. That's it. That's it. And Parker will start a grill up, invite all the friends over. Like, when I say he was the best, you know, person to have, if you had little ones and you yeah. wanted to kind of relax, Parker is keeping an eye on every little child in this space. So if chatting it up, having a cocktail, Parker was on 10 watching everybody else's child in his own. He had no issues with inviting all the kids' friends over. If the yard got a little full, he's going to throw out something on the grill. When I say the, the, I was blessed. I was blessed. When I picked him, and he picked me, great match. Because where we, you know, are up and down or yin and yang, absolutely. And I do believe, Tamika, I really believe it from the generation before, for whatever reason. Because I don't even hold the full generation before about single motherhood accountable. Some of that is societal's, you know, in order for you to get this welfare check, you can't have this man in the home, right? Mm. So there were so many other entities that actually, you know, pushed single motherhood on black women and mm-hmm. then it just manifested even more with the other generational curses that came along with it but mm-hmm. i do believe this generation we're not we can't put any and and chess is an absolute fabulous grandfather oh my god well first of all let me just say when you talk about a yin and yang Chester is so much better at me in so many different things. <laughs> I, I dare I say parenting and grandparenting um, as well. He just has the personality. He just has the wherewithal. He, y'all know I had Adriana the other night and yes. I, I don't know if I was, <laughs> I was texting Muffy for help because granddad went to sleep and I didn't want to wake him up. But I kept, Aren't you gonna go back downstairs with granddad? Because he entertains the kids, he talks right. to the kids, he just does all that, and I just be like, it's too much. It's too much. <laughs> it was too much. So <laughs> a little a a little known fact about granddad connecting it to the fellas. Did you know when I had Asante? Uh, I think all of us worked on the bridge. Dude, I know a lot of us did the tolls during the summer, right? So Michael worked on the Ben Franklin Bridge with Eric Burrell in the summers. And I, um, Asante was um, born prematurely. I had Asante on July the 28th, but my due date was actually September the 4th. My mama had me down Atlantic City all night for like two days, which caused me to go into labor early. But that's a whole nother story. I love that. I know she really did have me in Atlantic City sitting on the floor in the front of uh, 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 sitting on the floor with my belly at the Golden Nugget. But anyway, I I digress. But do you know, I don't know who called Eric Burrell, but Eric Burrell ran to the bridge across the tolls to go get Michael Chester. Then he was like, Chester. Yes, he was like, Chester. And he was so proud to him, Chester. Mika's having a baby. Mika's having a baby. It was like, you know, yeah, yep, yep. Eric Burrell. I can't even Eric, shout him out. He don't even have social media. I know. Oh, yeah, hey, Eric, we shouting you out, Eric. Eric Burrell. Let him know. 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 Let him
Little known oh, fact. That's so super dope. That is so dope. So dope. Yeah, that was that show was an amazing show. It was because it shows fatherhood in so many different from so many different angles. Absolutely. And I just really appreciate it because the whole goal was to change the narrative of the whole month, was to change the narrative to show men that they were loved and that they were supported. And that by any means necessary, even if it's my small platform, we're going to begin to change the narrative mm -hmm. and show people that they are fighting for their children and show people that they are supportive and that they are in the community and in households. Yeah. They're not just that. It's just not mentors raising it's our kids. So the fathers are raising right. their children. It right. is yeah, so absolutely. And, um, you know, as Michael talked about me going out to Ponderosa, but I'll, I I know he remember because I went to every job he worked at, Ponderosa, Burger King, Blockbuster Video. You know, like I was never the type who looked down on that man because of where he worked at. Because for me, it was always, as long as he worked, he, he always had a hustle. I just always honored and respected him. And, you know, I'm not going to get on what we women do, but, you know, people be like, oh, he don't do this or he worked there or what kind of job he got. Michael Chester worked his entire life. In fact, he worked so much that he set up a, a hustle in our kids that they don't even know. Like if a man is in their life that doesn't have the same hustle and grind that they dad have, Something they look at him crazy. Right. And, you know, and shout out to my son Asante because it's crazy because y'all know that boy drove me. Asante no, a long way. Y'all know, but yeah. it's deep because you think about when your kids are losing their damn minds, right? And they lost out in the wilderness. And you'd be like, I did not raise this child like this. I don't know what's wrong with them, right? You'd be like, all is lost. And then you realize that those seeds that you sow have been cultivated and, and have been cultivated and nourished and are, are bringing fruit. Because Asante, he, you know, he had Adriana the first eight months she was born. You know what I mean? He had Adriana and raised Adriana because Nikki was the one working. And I think they had like flipped the schedules or whatever. Right. And then when their relationship ended, it wasn't, he was just like, oh no, we gonna co-parent these kids. You gonna give me my kids. Because, you know, they were young and, you know, that, that seems to be a fallback for women. You ain't gonna see your kids. And he was like, yeah. oh, that's not an option. You know, and the fact that we, the whole family was like, yeah, that's not going to work. We we not that kind of family. So we need to figure out how this is going to happen. And that that boy, when I tell you, he gets his kids every weekend on Friday and he's so happy. If he don't have his kids, he don't even know what to do with himself from Friday. You know, he got the same. And the crazy thing is he got the same schedule that me and Michael has. He picks them up on Friday from daycare and takes them to daycare on Monday. You know what I mean? And he does it. He, you know, and Nikki can go off and have her, you know, once she realized, you know, you'd be wanting to talk to the young girls like, girl, chill. You get to have my be able to go out and, and, and I think she finally got it and was just like, hold up, we can achieve more and I can get my life back. Letting them kids go on and be with yeah. Cause she's doing fantastic now too. And she looks wonderful. And I think she looks forward to her weekends like, yes. And realizing that she has a whole support system in his family, as opposed to trying to keep the kids from us. She got a whole support system with us. Cause we love them babies. We love them babies. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's, it's a process. I want to talk to you all night long. She still loves you. 
not only did she talk to me all night long, she bullied the hell out of me. She got me going to the supermarket when I get off this live broadcast because I'm scared she's going to come over today and I'm not going to have that chocolate, have no chocolate milk. You that American cheese. Yeah, Yo, and she yeah. was just like, yes. I'm going to get all the snacks because she looked yes. at me like, you ain't got no snacks? Nothing? Nothing? And I was like, <laughs> I don't. She right. said, but you know I was coming. I said, but it was last minute. Right, right, right. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. And look, Muffy left me hanging. I'm trying to FaceTime Muffy like, call, let's call Muffy and Michaela. They ain't answering the damn phone. So I'm a big rat. <laughs> she ain't gonna get me no more. I'm gonna... She don't know you. You that fly grandma. She don't know you that grandma. You not that homebody grandma. <laughs> I'm gonna pack all that stuff up. I'm gonna come on home and it's gonna be like we had a little mat. She ain't gonna catch me slipping no more. That's mm -hmm. right. That's right. I wanna, um, and I'm I sorry to point out to the car too. You need to have some in your car too, okay? <sighs> Oh yeah, Devon is the queen. Uh -huh. is the queen of the snacks in the car. Let me tell you, you never hungry when you ride with Devon ever. Well, I need to go. I need to go ride the with Devon right you now. Listen, is a microwave because I'm telling you, I'm telling you, That's you're not. I'm, I'm, I get it. You're Devon, not. I'm gonna text you the address where I am so you can roll on by. Because <laughs> me and my poison ivy from last night, I was a little afraid to eat. When I tell you, I the final message, you got right. a whole snack You gotta have that. You have to. You have to. Right. For your man, even for your man, like what, what you need. Because see, my silver got my back in the comments, so I may not have no snacks. But if my baby girl wants some lipstick, lip gloss, <laughs> I got her back. Wait, I need y'all to know we talked about her graduating from pre-K too. And she wanted to know how she should accessorize her dress. She, was like, she said, I'm wearing a pink dress, but I'm not sure if I should wear purple. I got, she explained everything to me she had. And I was like, I think you should go with the purple. And she was like, mm, no. And I was like, Okay, that's cute. But that's when I seen the pictures on Instagram. What she had on that purple, she had that purple beads on, <laughs> looking like a little sassy, looking like a little sassy Jones in the making. That's right. And all she got to do is describe the necklace, and Tamika gonna give you the name. It's a butterfly yep. with an elephant and a giraffe. Oh, that's yep. number yep. number two. Oh, yep. Yep. It's online now. Yeah, the names. I can't even keep up with it. And poor Nafan got all the stuff and still can't keep up and with she, it. And she's she just be pulling stuff out the box, yeah. Okay. That's all right. I'm gonna look gorgeous, though. That's all that counts. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Yeah. I want to point out one thing. When we talked about fatherhood, I want to go back to fatherhood for a couple minutes. I want to shout out my brothers because my father was not, in fact, there. Not, not regularly. But somehow, someway, my brothers pulled from what they didn't have and became amazing fathers. So to AC and Byron, Asa, let, let me give his real name, Asa, Asa Jr. and Byron, they have done an, an amazing job. They definitely have. They are a force to be reckoned with with their kids. And Ace, I pointed out before, that Ace got about 16, 17 kids. But <laughs> I'm just joking. He only got seven. He only has seven, but he does an amazing job. And he is an awesome grandfather. Byron is amazing like that, too. Byron is amazing. Tim and Brania, 
or Byron's children. And Byron is doing an amazing job. And another man that I want to shout out is uh, I'm not a well, he is a father now. He's a newer father, um, Pastor Leroy Nesbitt. I want to shout him out as an as a, a mighty good man because Pastor Leroy um, has been. I tracked. He will inbox me every now and again, like to just keep going. This is your platform, Alyssa. I need for you to go. I'm glad you finally established this. Just go. But I looked, he sent me a message um, about the Camden High when I did the keynote and just saying, hey, this was amazing. Just keep going. And when I looked in my inbox, when he sent me that message and messenger, it dated all the way. I went back and saw that he had sent me something all the way back in 2018. And he said, you need to make Alyssa's random thoughts into a book. This is what God has for you. And God has been speaking to me about you. And I need for you to take this thing and go. I see you being on major platforms. I see you doing an amazing thing with, with just women's empowerment, with motivational speaking. And now is your time and just keep going. So he always, and while we're not in contact like we used to be because I don't attend his church anymore, he will every now and again, he'll just drop something in my in my messenger and in my spirit to say, I'm praying for you. And this is what I see. And I dropped in on the podcast and you were just amazing. And then sometimes I'll see, you know, there was a podcast when I did um, the state of the black church and he was circulating that good. everywhere where that he was good. like, everybody needs to be watching this. If you are leading out of church, you need to have watched this podcast. So he's just that silent support, not always present. Not always big and, and doing a whole lot, but Pastor Leroy Nesbitt, I just want you to know if anybody is here that can that can get this message to him, I appreciate you. I appreciate those words of encouragement when I'm feeling like, am I really making a difference? Does this really matter? Should I keep pushing forward? You know, because as life gets heavy, life gets heavy on on some other, you know, some other uh, facets. And I just have to say that those little drops of encouragement just keeps me going. So Pastor Leroy Nesbitt, I truly do appreciate you. And just those little seeds that you plant every now and again, I appreciate you. So that. Anybody else want to talk about a mighty good man in their space and in their life? We want to shout out Aaron, um, Aaron Yelverton too, because Angie's not here to shout out her mighty good man. Mm -hmm. But he's a mighty good man on a mission this morning. They're on the road. So safe travels to you guys. Absolutely, because Aaron gives up his uh, man cave and lets us turn it into the diva oh, yeah. Straight up. Yeah. Now, I, I, I really appreciate how he accommodates us ladies taking over his really <laughs> It's been fantastic in accommodating us. Absolutely. And, um, you know, we, we take over his space and he just be in there and he get a little stuff and go on and leave. You know, pop his head back in like uh-huh. So yeah, definitely shout out to Aaron. Definitely I'm shout, shout out. out. I'm gonna shout out my dad for a minute, right? So, right. Go ahead. so my dad is um uh was out of my life for the first 24 years, intermittently would come in, you know, thread through. He was um in California, so I probably seen him again from five to you know, he left when we were five, ten, fifteen, and then twenty, I think. So I drove across um I had asked, he had told me he would give me a car. And I was like, all right, when are you going to get bring me the car? He was like, nope, you got to drive. You got to come and get the car. So I said, well, how's the car going to get back? He said, you're going to drive it back. From California? Okay. So my dad um, mapped out three directions for me to come. 10, I want to say 85 to 95, and then 40. 
and then gave me all the information as to what route and what's going to happen on each route. So if you take 40, you ride through the mountains, which is Nevada. So you got to be real careful because you could absolutely fall off the, the mountain. Um, 10 is going to take you all the way over to Florida and bring you all the way up. You'll be in Texas for like two to five days. And then, you know, 85 to 95, of course, because that's coming up through Oklahoma and stuff. So, you know, my dad, although not in my life, throughout its, I guess, formative years, definitely did some things, you know, to help me grow as an individual. So I was able to drive to the country. So what I did was I actually took the same truck he did when he left New Jersey. He drove to California when he left New Jersey. I drove back from California. So me and my dad had this, you know, um, oil and vinegar some days and oil and water relationship. So when I told him I was pregnant with Jamal, I told him on today, June 26th, my dad said, I'll be home in a month. My dad packed his stuff up and he drove cross country and he came home when I told him I was pregnant with Jamal. And my dad has never left since. He has been here, been instrumental um, in raising. My dad would come by and give me his credit card. You need pampers, you need this, you need that. Get what you need, etc. So my dad always these different deposits. He's very, he's sarcastic, like to the point where you're like, yo, I think you cut me with a knife. <laughs> like that sarcastic. Wonder so where you got it from. <laughs> <laughs> so one time, I know, right? Yes, so one time when he was he was asking me for directions to South Jersey Federal Credit Union. And I said, um, oh, you go off. And this was when they had the other exit to get off on the 41. You get yeah. off this exit. Of course, you know, I didn't know the name of the exit. You're going to pass the, the Hess gas station. You're going to pass the post office. And you're going to pass the Dunkin' Donuts. Soon as you get past the Dunkin' Donuts, it's going to be on your left. This nagger said to me, oh, I forgot. Women speak in landmarks. Men speak in street signs. <laughs> I never after that ever did not know a street sign when it came to giving direction ever and when i was about when i went to get the car from him when i came home to the house i'm looking and i got in late and i didn't realize some things were missing out the house the next day i went to go wash clothes and the dryer was missing but well, where did the dryer at when i went into the living room well where to the where the couch well, why is the love seat over there then I went into the dining room. It was two chairs. <laughs> so my dad's at work and he comes home and I said, dad, where's all the stuff at? My dad gave me this pivotal information that I never forgot. He said, you know, um, my stepmother's name was, was Rebecca. He said, you never tell anybody to leave if you're not ready for them to go. Hey. So we were, they were in strife and he said, if you feel like you need to leave, you can take half of whatever you believe you do. She took half of legitimately everything. There was two mugs, <laughs> there was two plates, there was the love seat in the sofa. If she could have cut the television in half, she would have cut the television in half. <laughs> I ain't even mad. Literally, she took half of everything. <laughs> so the message wasn't that she took half. The message was he really wasn't ready for her to go. Mm -hmm. And I never ever forgot that. Like I lived, so like the two things, the street signs and a half of if you're not ready for them to go, don't 
So my dad would always tell you, don't chop out the side of your neck and you're not ready for your heart to feel what your neck so true. So tell me that. Say that again. Say that quote again. Oh, don't do, don't talk out the side of your neck if you're not ready for your heart to feel what your neck is speaking. Wow. And and I literally never, I never ever forgot that. And he said it literally, y'all. When I say said it so calm, picking out his one little plate. That's <laughs> funny. And my dad never, like, literally, is a lot that ruffles his. You know, you don't. You got to almost run him over to really ruffle his feathers. Um, and he said it so calmly, like, and like he was getting milk out the refrigerator. Like, if you're not really ready for anybody to leave you, then you don't, you better not tell them what to do. And he always told me, and you don't hold them accountable for when they do what you said for them to do. That's right. I was 22, years old. That's good stuff. That's good. That's good. My dad came in on the back end of life. My kids have a great instrumental relationship with him. Um, he may not have been there in our formative years, the way my mother would have wanted him to be, the way his mother would have wanted him to be, but he absolutely showed up and showed out when my sister got sick in 06, like she put a post up about him on his on father's day. My dad, my dad came through for my sister when she could barely hold her head up. My dad, when my mother had to still work and couldn't really be at the house with my sister, my dad, my mother finally was able to release her heart. My dad had a key to my mother's house with my stepfather upstairs to come in there and take care of his sick daughter. I'm gonna give a shout out to Byron because literally, you, you know, not everybody is fortunate for that part. Um, I have been, and when I say oil and we're oil and vinegar, and then we are oil and water sometimes. Um, but I have mad love, and the seeds that he has dropped have been absolutely absolutely paramount and that what those two things i always know where i'm always know where i'm going and street signs and and i now i'm gonna hook you up i'm gonna give you landmarks and the damn street signs (laughs) i know if i don't if i'm telling you all something that i'm not ready for you all to do with my space and if you do it it is not my place to be upset with you i like that i absolutely like that yo kirk well, I'm gonna give a shout out to Vern. Y'all know. Oh, <laughs> cool you know, Vern, my homie. So Vern is my um, homie. So he's like, well, as far as directions, he's like that with you, Dineen, but I still do the landmarks. I still don't get it. Mm-hmm. I ain't learned that lesson. But my dad has been in my life for my whole life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how long your dad and mom been married? 50 it'll be that's 50, what I'm talking about. 53 this year. That's awesome. I like that. Shout out to black love. Shout out to black love. So when, when the guys were talking one time, um, I can't remember which show it was, Liz, but my dad was the first person to tell me I was sexy. Like yes, my dad was because Bernard OG like that. Bernard <laughs> OG like that. Yes, yes. And he told me, um, what did he say? If if those ninjas or niggas can't get it for you, get it then don't worry about it. I got you. That's right. And that's what that stayed with me. That still stayed mm-hmm. with me. I'm like, if you can't get it, you know that I can't. I'm sorry, babe. I'm this. I'm that. I'm like, all right, no problem. No problem. Why? Because I got my dad. But it made a difference when I went to Hampton because I didn't realize that people didn't live in two family homes. Mm. So I had my dad. 
right? right. Wow. And that wasn't until you went to college. That's right. that's some wow. that's, that's dope. My dad was that's a dope. That's dope. Taught yeah. me how to plat. He taught me how to ride my bike. He taught me how to do hair. He taught me how to play jacks. I'm like, wait a minute, well, what did mommy do? <laughs> <laughs> she was she was making me a prom dress in some um gal shoes. Yup, and making Crazy sure that the foliage was absolutely beautiful. Yes, but like all of that stuff, like even even when I went to college, my roommate was from um Memphis. He used to send us the pads. I ain't called my mom. I called my dad. My dad knew when they went on sale. He knew which ones to get. Um, no, that's he yeah. just does like when I, when I, I first did uh, there, my dad because I I was over here. I was truly the Philly girl. Um, I wasn't having them over here. I was back and forth to the doctors right. in Philly. But when I had my child. I was like, I don't really know nobody and trust nobody. And my dad watched Nadir um, the first year. The that's first. Awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Year. And it's crazy because he, my son, acts like uh, acts like my dad, but <laughs> he looks like him. <laughs> and <laughs> they cannot change their number because my high school male friends that I'm still cool with still call my dad. My neighborhood friends, they still stop by. Oh, that's dope. And, um, he's just done like so many. Like he broke his, uh, he popped his killy tendon. They told him he wasn't gonna ever walk straight. He was gonna walk with a cane. If I ain't tell you my dad had that popped, you wouldn't have known that she. And he don't really wear shorts until you see the scar. And mm. my dad was real. That's where I get my holistic stuff from. Cause mm. my dad was always take this tincture, and then I'm like, oh, this nasty, but the shit work. It's real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. So I'm like I'm 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 actually my dad's child. Like my mom is, you know, the you know, nice, timid, and you know, like a mom. Like she doesn't like to go out to dinner sometimes with me and my dad because if the if the service is not good, we have something to say. Oh. Even driving, I look at it all. Driving, you know, I drive like my dad. My dad was the one that came down to Hampton. You know, I my mom was like, "Peace, I see you when you graduate." <laughs> my dad was the one that came down. My dad was the one that's at everything. Um, came over when I had Naeem. I had Naeem early. My dad was uh, practicing Ramadan. It was crazy. He was in the middle of eating. My mom packed his stuff up. I looked up. My dad was right here. Right. Every funeral. Um, every wedding. The only thing he really doesn't like, he was like, when y'all get together with that women shit, I ain't going. Like, <laughs> I'm like baby stuff, like all stuff now, you know, includes the male. No, 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 I ain't going to that. I ain't going to that. But if you, you know, my dad sits, sits down and talks to everybody, like anybody I bring, he doesn't hold his tongue. I remember one time, because I used to like the little young boys, he was like, you hear from my son or my daughter? <laughs> so, you know, like, the stuff that comes out of my mouth <laughs> is my dad. Like yeah. just, my dad just is everything. Like yeah. everything. He does the same for my niece and my great niece, who's yeah. out of control now. Uh still does hair. I mean, looks into the, you know, what I remember when I was riding my bike. And it ain't nothing like slipping on that that thing and hitting that woo child hitting that pole. And I was like, oh my God. I don't know what off the pedal. And you, mm -hmm. you, you just drop. Mm -hmm. But where was my mom? Exactly what you was talking about. 
<laughs> my dad checking me out. Like, oh, like that's how my kids said about me. <laughs> yeah, the 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 talks, uh, like all the, you know, the talks. You know, my mom talked to me a little bit. My dad also, you know, I can definitely talk. see that. I can, you know, me and your dad had a thing going on for quite some time. He got to talk about. He still talk about you. He be like, "Where that weird phone? Where that weird phone?" And I used to carry a um. Y'all know I used to carry a a, a cooler in my car where I used to make crafted cocktails. Water, right? And your dad, he wait for me. Where she at? We're the one that brings drinks for the event. You know how to have that part. I was going up to the kid party. But the, and it was it was a cool case too because it was like a silver case and I like laid <laughs> on the table and popped the lots you know right. and I, so, you know it was a whole thing to it whole experience I used to be so tickled even what my girl at? what you got for me today yes yeah, so, and, and he's like that with, with my I, I enjoyed whole, your dad whole my whole Hampton crew he got a he got a name for them and I used to say dad like if I was to get married and you walk me down the aisle, you know you get ready to walk me down the aisle and I'll be like. I don't know, like, I don't know, you know, if I really want to go through this. He was like, shit, then we could turn around and roll. <laughs> you know, like, that's, that's my dad. Like, it is what it is. You know, yeah, yeah. You know I, I talked to um, one of, I don't know if Ronnie told me this, or one of one of the people I used to have a relationship told me that, that my dad had said to them, you're not going to, if you think you love her as much as you do. It probably was Ronnie. And you can't imagine you can multiply it by the largest number you will never love her like i do so you better take care of her mm -hmm. oh, and i was wow. like wow my dad said that because you know you try to find out what the talks was and that was the only he said some other stuff that made you know, I know that, that, that involved firearms <laughs> i don't know what that was saying but um <laughs> I think all of our dads have had that conversation. He's 70, sure. what, 76, about to be 77, and, you know, still still active, still go play ping pong, you know. The pandemic kind of put him to a stop, but now that everything is opening back up, which is good, um, he stays playing on the phones with the games, keeping his mind. He's a reader. That's what's up. Yes, he's a researcher. I love that. I really do love the fact that there are stories of like her story was the complete opposite of mine, where mm -hmm. she was just like, I didn't know that there weren't two parents in every household until I she really went to college, where I was flipped. Dope. Like most of our neighborhood, most of my neighbors, because we we've raised our children in different neighborhoods than we grew up in. Right. Like for instance, I raised my children in Gloucester Township. So, you know, Gloucester Township is spanning all the way from down to Black Horse Pike, all the way to Sicklerville and okay. beyond. You know what I mean? So your friends that you went to school with are kind of all over the place where we grew up with our friends on the block. Like our, our, our closest allies were right there in our, in the same space. And most of the households look like mine. They did. So, it was it was rare for somebody's father to still be there. You know and what I mean? I was around. I was flipped. I was flipped. I was around their friends who were married. So you know, and with their children, my god sisters, my god brothers. So that's kind of you know, I was just used to that. And my dad went to what the all my performances. I danced. He went to all my brothers. He like showed up for everything. So it's just it's it's. Awesome. I, I like that name because my situation with my dad started really heavily right around the age of 25. 
My marriage was failing at the time. I only had miles at that point. Um, I only had miles at that point, but my dad became extremely instrumental. He became very, very instrumental because my dad was good with the fact that he helped me to recognize who I was. Mm. And that's because my mom, you know, just in my dad, I found my identity. You know, I, I better understood who I was. He helped me. He made me very comfortable with my dark skin, with my wider nose. You know, just he just made me feel pretty and made me feel worthy. And I just appreciate my dad for that. Mm-hmm. So even though my dad, me and my, I've always known my dad, don't get me wrong. I've always known my dad and he was always around mm-hmm. my relationship, my deep relationship with my father didn't start until about age 25. And I can remember going on a road trip. It was my sister Adair's maybe 10th or 20th anniversary or something. And we were all riding down to Virginia. So it was my uncle Robert, my dad in the front seat, my mom, me and Miles. And I was 25 and I can remember saying, oh my God, this is my first road trip with my parents. And my mom was like, shut up, Lissy. But me and my dad were so excited. He was like, no, it really is. I was like, I'm in the car with both of them. And my baby, how many generations in this one car? Like, how dope is this, right? So, but my dad was always good because he's a writer and he was very poetic, very Mm -hmm. spiritual and just deep. He was a deep thinker. His love for music was just all encompassing. And you could tell our kids are now taking, taking after my dad. With, with the music thing, with Troy being in music production and Monty being a DJ and Derek being a rapper and all of those different things. So you can see all of the connect now happening, you know, through my father. My but dad I also want to take the huh? My dad named me from- um, Oh, get out of there. Did. He, so he likes jazz too. He loves music too, preferably um, jazz. He still has all the albums in the living room, like Mad Crazy. So it was a jazz <laughs> album. Um, Troy needs to go sit at his feet. Troy and all. Mm. But I want to take a couple seconds just to shout out Miles because I want to tell Miles that I do see your effort and I do see the growth. And we will we will go back and forth about a whole lot of things. But I just want Miles to know that I do appreciate the man that you've become, and I do love you, and I do revere you, and I do see the growth. You know, I know a lot of times behind closed doors, it's, it's that mother and son thing mm-hmm. with me having coddled him and kept him close for so long. When Keith told me the first episode of this month of the man, Keith told me that we should have been raising our boys to leave home when I was raising Miles to be with me forever. And then it got to a point where I was just like, OK, I'm ready to separate. And then you want to hurry up and push them out after you've been keeping them close for so long. So Miles says, uh, you know, that pivot had been hard. Go ahead, Rhonda. Wave, wave <laughs> the blood stain banner, Mama. So Go ahead. Wave, 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 wave that blood stain banner. But I just want to tell Miles that. And he can't comment right now. Um, Facebook banged him for 24 hours. But he'll be back soon. <laughs> but Miles, I just want you to know that I want to publicly say that I honor you and I, I, I uh, I'm so happy to see that the man you're, you're becoming, and I, I see your effort, and I just want to publicly say that that you are a mighty good man as well. And there's a whole lot of bucking, you know, behind the scenes. But yes, Miles feels that I'm a mighty, he's a mighty good man, and I just want to make him know, let him know publicly how much I see his growth, and that I see that he's definitely on the right path. So I love you, I truly do love you, son. So. Rhonda. Yes, I have to shout out my dad. 
I love my dad uh, I mean with all my heart and soul. My, 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 yeah, my father and also my older brother. Um, my father will be 81 this year. He refuses to slow down. Yep. Yep. That has kept him from moving is the pandemic that he couldn't get out. My father's had several health issues that he has bounced back from. I mean, he's the type, well, I got to go in and have this heart procedure done. Like, it's no big deal. You know, come home, heal from it, and keep on going. You know, most recently, he picked up something he had no business picking up and pulled a muscle in his chest. And I'm like, Dad, what are you doing? You know, you shouldn't be doing, you know, this, that, and the other. Oh, babe, I'm all right. I'll be all right. And, you know, he's healing. So, you know, on one hand, you want him to slow down. On the other hand, you want him to be able to keep moving because it's keeping him going. But I'll tell you, he had my back no matter what. My mother and father separated when I was very young, but he has always been a part of my life. Um, my father would date, you know, different women. And whenever that happened, um, it was, you're going to see me and my kids because we would go spend the weekends at the woman of the month. Who, I mean, me, you know. <laughs> he would come and get us and take us to where he was. That's just the way, you know, he was. But he has always been a part of my life and always been there to support me. You know, I, I learned how to work on cars through my father because he was a race car driver in his younger years. Um, him and my younger brother have a race car now that my father still works on has no business wow. still works on it. So I learned a little bit of skills about working on cars from my father. You know, he's very talented. He paints, he used to he used to ski. I mean, ice roller skate, all that stuff my father does. You know, my other brothers draw and I say they got that talent from him. I didn't get the drawing talent from my father. But anytime he will try to be here and do whatever he can for me. Not knowing that you can't, but you know, he will be here if I call for him. Um you know, I can recall most recently my brother was sick, my older brother who I'm speaking of, who I also love and admire, rest his soul. When he was sick in the hospital, everybody came to the house, my father and my younger brother. And they knew I had been going through some things with my husband. So uh, my husband shows up at the hospital also because, you know, he's still there, you know, for me. And my dad comes and whispers, you all right? You want him to be here? I'm like, Dad, this is what <laughs> <laughs> Dad about to regulate. Dad about to regulate. Dad was like, oh, oh, Dad was like, you need to remove him. Yeah, you sure you want to I'm like, Dad, exactly. this is okay. But Dad is a whole bouncer at the yes, um, hospital. Yes, yes. Yes. You know, no matter what, he's going to be here. He's always calling and checking on me when I'm the one calling and checking on him. But you know, love him dearly. My older brother, rest his soul, passed away a year ago, and he showed me that you don't have to have much to be happy because he didn't have a whole lot. But I'm telling you, my brother was always smiling and laughing and cracking jokes and whatever, and he didn't have a whole lot. And I tell you, he's another one at the drop of a dime. He would have been here for me, no matter what, babe. What you need? I can still hear him. You all right? It's gonna be all right, babe. That was my older brother. So the two of them, man in my life have been, you know, just awesome, you know, just support for me. And my father, he'll be 81 in November and he ain't slowing down. God bless him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you know what amazes me at what, 81 something? Like everything that they've lived through. Mm -hmm. They still motivated. They're like, they ain't sit back or fall back. No. Still rolling. And rolling with the times. 
Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we over here, like, oh my god, my bag. Oh my god, my this. Right. And they still, you know, trying to do this, trying to do that. And I'm like, wow, wow. It's nothing that I need to complain about. Cause if you can get your ass up and mow the lawn or do something, <laughs> I need not complain. You sure you want to retire? You can still work. I'm like, Dad, I'm good. You know, I'll be all right. I'm going to retire. He's like, okay, babe. What you want to do? I aspire. I aspire. I aspire. Yeah, keep moving. That's what he tells me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. Hey, Kyra. Yeah. <laughs> and then Kyra. Kyra. Yeah. She's out of town. <laughs> oh, Kyra. Uh, hmm? You all right over there, Kirk? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. No, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> she, told she, told she, told she, she was nice about it. I know. eyelashes. I know. <laughs> I just hope my sons turn out like y'all's. <laughs> they will. You define the they will. planted. The seeds have been planted. They're gonna grow at their own rate. You think they're not listening, but they're, they're gonna grow at their own rate. Really so, yeah. Remember, Tamika would tell us about a song. I, I was gonna say, say, if ever you need a story of hope and restoration, just give me a call because you know yeah. what? that damn boy. Was the bane of my existence. I remember I had my stories would be hilarious. Face, I like, had them all the time. Things. So you we know, Morgan Village. Remember, I had I did I had Asante all the time. Like so you know, it was a pain, and everybody used to get on everybody nerves. Was I, so I bad. Like some people don't, no. don't no. know that their kids are batshit crazy. I knew my son. <laughs> I knew like, like he was like a, a Dennis the Menace kind of kid. He just got he in was, and it was so <laughs> funny because after school they used to, everybody used to be like, "Oh my god!" Like you got to And I'll be like, "Come on, baby!" Just and and, and to the point where. I love taking him. Like, let me just get you before you even get to your mom. <laughs> you know, my priceless picture of Asante was when Tamika said in the group chat, "Like this fool got my scarf, my Delta scarf." I don't remember. He went to school. who are co-parenting with their spouse, ex-spouse, or whatever, men don't parent the same way that we parent. Men don't do things the same way that we do things. And you know what? That's okay. And that's not even for co-parenting, though, Tamika. That's not even for co-parenting. That's something somebody told me when I had, when I first, you know, when dad was in the picture. He's not going to do it like you do it. Because, you know, when you first have your child, you're like, I do it this way, blah, 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 blah. And you don't even want to go out because he's not going to come. And I had to realize, are they still alive? They not. Harry pointed that out last week, too. And and it's important to acknowledge person different parenting style and 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 let it go like yep. let it go yep. because yep. i used to go to michael's house with a sign yep. and be like what in the whole you good son you good okay <laughs> and I, like that wasn't battles i was picking yeah we let him run out in the neighborhood and you know i was different we were just different but it worked you know it, what i mean but i can tell you your boys gonna be fine child they're gonna be fine they're gonna be so yeah. fine 
And the other pieces will find everybody, like the, the fact that they've been around everybody, they're going to be fine, right? So like, you know, Jalen Jamal were around Chester intimately, you know, more so Tamika because we would be at the, you know, we all be together. But, and the same thing with, with Aaron, the same thing with, you know, Ronnie and all those other things. So they're going to be, they're going to pull from everybody and it's going to help. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Who it is that you don't even realize they're destined to be. Right, because you're you keep in mind, you know, we all have to go to you know to what is the fortune tellers, but you're in control of your own destiny. Absolutely. They can tell you A, B, C, and D, but you're really in control of your own destiny. Absolutely. So, you know, I always um I think they're gonna be fine. The mm -hmm. co-parenting, I love that piece of Tamika. I ain't gonna lie, y'all. Parker by far is a better parent than I am. <laughs> by far, my partner. Is a rock star up in the 6501 space now, you know, because he's up, he's up o'clock in the morning. I'm, you know, up o'clock at night, but our kids get the best of both of us throughout the day. Um, and then, I'm gonna be honest, there were some years where I was on fire and he was, he was sooty, and there were some days I was soot and he was on fire, mm -hmm. right? There was never no all the time together because you both can't be on fire. No, you can't. Somebody has to be the water. Somebody has to be, you know, the, the, the flames and stuff like that. But if you all can do it, you know, at the end of the day with the best interest of them involved. Absolutely. And, I, and I, the one thing I don't think we ever really, we never talked about, like, I like the fact that Tamika said we sat down and talked. We never talked about those things. We just kind of rolled with whatever. That's what the the yeah, yeah. The world. I talked about everything because I'm I'm a strategic thinker. I like to talk things out. I want to put make it plain. But and then the other thing to find know that your kids gonna do whatever the hell they want to do once they hit a certain age. Yeah, no matter what. Like, it out now. It's, yeah. you know they're gonna go through they're gonna go through what it is that they gotta go through in terms of defining and finding who they are. Boys are. Are. is different, like. You know, having, uh, you know, looking at how Muffy process, like, for instance, and by the way, my, my grandson, because Michael did share with y'all, my grandson broke his leg last week. Oh, no. Um, he broke his femur. Um, and he had to have, like, surgery. He had to have a rod put in it. He had to, have, you know, he, it, it was a lot. And it happened while Asante had the kids. So there was so much anxiety around, you know, him feeling guilty. How is the mom going to respond? Like, is she going to be like, you hurt my kids or you weren't like, it was right, right. All of these things were swirling around, you know, mm -hmm. what happened and, you know, but like, again, we all came together as a family, like everybody, right. you know, to circle around them to make sure that they were going to be okay. And the reason I'm sharing this is because I couldn't get no damn information from Asante. Every time I said, how's Poopy Tay? He's fine. Do you need anything? No. Can you let me know what's going on? I had to reach out to the baby mama and be like, can Nikki, can you please keep letting us know? Because I'm over here, you know, and she just keeps us posted. But Asante right. be off on about his merry go away. Now, let that have been Muffy. First of all, they would have let me in that hospital if it was Muffy. Because Muffy's like, you going to let my mom up here. In fact, Dan, you get out. I want my mom here with me. And I like, every time she got an update from the nurse, I would have got an update from the nurse. And that's just mm -hmm. the difference between boys and girls. Mm -hmm. And then being being boys to men, they have to find their way. Absolutely. And we have to step out the way and allow that's them it. to that's find it. their way. 
Well, I'm glad I did recognize that. I did recognize that a way a ways back. Because Ronnie and the kids. So I did recognize you that. You over there in this corner. But you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, yeah, yeah. That, you know, even with whatever, you know, they still have great role models. They got yeah. their brother. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Oh, definitely. We so good. You know, you know, cause shout out to Cam for him being a father, you know, doing his thing um, and all that other stuff. You know, shout out to all of that stuff. You know, we tend to we get the small roles that people have. Oh, no, the brothers, the, the brothers and the sisters, the big brothers. Yeah, the supporting detail roles and stuff like that. We tend to, um, you know, uh, forget about. I'll use, I think my husband just had autonomous trust in me, literally. We bought two houses and he never seen them, either one of them until the day we moved in. Well, look how he yeah. took care of it. When my kids come over, he'd be like, or he'd be like, we're the boys. Oh, dad, well, hi, hi, Jamal. <laughs> I really like that when Donnie yeah. said that, that there, that uh, Parker was a far better parent. And I, I will note that there were periods in my, uh, me and my children's father for everybody else other than my diva. Me and my children's father, of course, is divorced. And there were just periods in parenting during my children being raised that Bob was, in fact, the better parent. Bob is an educator. And then there were just some things that I just couldn't give them. I remember to Troy coming home um, one day and she sang, and it was just not about miles. It was, I can remember um, Troy coming home one day and asking about little swimmers. I said, um, wait a minute. <laughs> I politely got Bob right on the phone and I rolled right over on my right side. I said, I'm not, I did not have these children by myself and I'm not even going to try to tackle that. And it was just, it was just some, some times and some things that I just was not prepared to do. And then Troy Miles needed his dad for obvious reasons where you just had to allow Bob to step in and take over. Bob too married a woman who was an educator. So there were just some times that I needed to flip some things to that particular household. And then there were just Troy's relationship with her father from the very beginning was just different. Bob was that one that stuffed Troy inside his shirt when he got home from work. He put, it was that skin on skin where he would watch ESPN with Troy inside his shirt. And, and I can remember there were periods when Troy was little, when Troy was just like, she would talk about the smell of her dad's hair. Like it was something about her dad's hair. It was just that love for him and that relationship still continues you know as, as mm -hmm. recently as i can remember it's thursday um, where he was calling her to come come have a drink with me real quick you know i'm at valari's kind of thing so um there were just times where bob was in fact the better parent and i while me and bob didn't make it and, and there were periods where me and bob were really it was really rough between the two of our, us um, Bob never left those kids. So I want to say to Bob, especially the father that he's grown into over the last two, three years, just that that change in him, mm -hmm. that hard change and that growth in him. I want to go ahead and peg Bob as a mighty good man for your efforts. Your can I, efforts. Can I just say something about the smell? When you said <laughs> the smell. No, it's yeah, just I love her dad. Um, so my dad wears oils all the time. Always you know, wear oils, and it's funny because um, a girl we went to college with, um, Angie's not on here. Um, she we hadn't talked to her in a while. We talked to her. She was like, "Oh my God, your dad made me this peach oil." She remembered the oil and everything. Why is my dad still trying to look for that oil? He probably still has it. I'm like, Dad, <laughs> I need you to just go to the store and find it for her. Find it. But Jayla. Said to uh Dineen, Mom, smell this. 
who did it smell like? She was like, I can't remember who this smells like, but you know who this smells like, who this smells like. She smells it. She was like, Mr. Girl. She was like, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because when she bought it over, I was like, oh, y'all are right. I was like, oh my God. And it's crazy because my dad hasn't seen Jayla since she was little. Oh, but smell, they say smell is like yep. the greatest scent. Oh, yeah. So oh, for her, yeah. remember, and it was right on point. Like I had to take it, so I'm like, give me one little stick. I gotta take it. <laughs> yeah, like, Troy and her dad. She will. It was his hair. Like she would want. She needed Bob at periods where she needed that. And 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 it was it's just a different kind of thing, and it was something that I could never provide for her. Mm -hmm. So I had to go ahead on and flip it over to him, regardless of how I was feeling at the time, right. mm -hmm. because there were some periods where I just did not want to turn my kids over because I did not want to have to be bothered with him at all. So mm -hmm. I I just wanted to cut it all out and just keep them to myself to avoid myself the hurt or the arguments or the whatever. Mm -hmm. And it was just times where you know where Miles I could keep Miles close, but Troy needed bob the whole entire time and he yeah. was good like that he was really good with mm -hmm. with um coming and getting them and i would be cursing him out long long after he did left he'll be <laughs> at the corner i still be <laughs> you know but he did good with that so yeah he nice. did yeah it was good so to all of the mighty good men yes we salute to all of the mighty good Absolutely. men we're talking about dads. I forgot. I don't know if I shared this with you guys or not. So I had my dad. So me, my both of my parents. I have a open relationship. Like I talk like I'm talking to y'all. Like some people are like you cuss around your mom. Yeah, I'm sorry, cause yeah, I'm talking to my mom. I'm talking to my dad, right? <laughs> so I had him listening to our diva then after dark. <laughs> Oh Lord! Oh, why you pick that one? one? First one on we the got so one. many other ones. The I know. First one on the second one. The first oh, one. Right? So I, I just say like he, he listened while he was making his um because he's making a uh he plays chess so he's making his little chess board so he coloring it in he listening so he said um he wants us to, he had a few topics for us to talk about oh. <laughs> That we did not touch on. Let me okay. get the okay. producer. Go ahead. Oh, I'm ready. I got a pen. Mm -hmm. You got you got your pen? I got it. I'm ready. And I was like, wow, Dad, are you serious? He was like, yeah, y'all ain't, you know, y'all ain't talk about this. Y'all ain't. I said, oh, okay. All right, well, look, I want to know what he wants us to talk about. What Vern wants us to talk about? Oh, he, he talked, he said he wanted us to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's up. I hate when y'all do this to me because I start cracking up and I don't even know what I'm laughing at. <laughs> what what is it? Oh, he was talking about the side piece. Oh, side piece. And he's he was oh, saying shit. that you know it's different types of side pieces. Well, and you know, it's something to just you know, you just need <laughs> that the sound bites. You just need to get that. The <laughs> booty call side piece. What's the other one? Is, is it the ones that you got a, a little bit of relationship with? Because some you know, you just go for it. So, and how about we call that show Levels? <laughs> <laughs> There's levels, levels to this. There's, There's levels, levels to the side piece thing. Yeah. Yep. Yes, so yep. the levels of side pieceness. He commented, I can't even remember half of them because he commented through the whole thing and he was like, Is that Tamika? 
That's, that's <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Who wanted Tamika to do a show? That's that me. Like, he, he was up on all y'all, and I said, "Well, Rhonda's the quiet one." I was like, "Well, Rhonda's the one that works at yeah, 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 school." So he he knew Rhonda. So he has to meet you, Alyssa. And and because I said the only one he didn't meet, I said, so I had to take you over. You will be so tickled with him. So you can get a taste. And he got albums all over the house and jazz and oils. And he this little, but we call him Big Burn. He only this big. Sign me up for it. You can put him in your pocket. We can bring dinner. We'll bring dinner over and just sit at his feet. That's what I'm talking about. Awesome. Did he have any other topics he'd he, like us to I remember. Ah! I think I wrote it down, but he did. He had a he had it was a side piece and it was it was something else. It was I gotta remember, but he did. Wait, the 50 the 53 year married man telling us. <laughs> Our Hampton group with our Hampton, the first one that got married was Steph. And I was like, Yeah, Steph, you know, she went to Las Vegas, got married, but she's been with him since high school. He was like, So she ain't never had nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, No, dad. He was like, Well, y'all talk to her before she got married and tell her, do you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole di- that's a whole nother show. Right. Right. Yeah, 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 I'm gonna write that one down. Comes from all you know, from the political thing, you know, oh, yeah. this oh, all, all, all well rounded. And it's funny because when I, mean, I was in a hospital with my son, he had to get a suppository. So I was like, Dad, I need you to tell him where it goes, like what happens. <laughs> so then he backed out on me. I was like, I can't believe you talk to us about everything, but you can't talk to him. He's like, no, sis. <laughs> you go in. He was like, but I, I said, well, can you at least stay in the room a little bit, you know, with me or whatever? So he did, but it was it, it turned out so funny because I just did my dad. So I just flatly told him where they was going to put the suppository. And I just bust out laughing. It was so funny. Like, it, it turned out, you know, like good thing, but it was, it was. It was hilarious. And I couldn't believe that my dad, like, I talked to my dad about everything, you know, like, you can't, but for whatever reason, he couldn't say that part. And I was like, mm. so my, my topic from Mr. Vern. Huh? Some things are off limits. Suppositories is one of them. I know that's right. Anything going in the tail. He like, no, I ain't talking about that there. So side pieces, the levels of side pieces and experiences I, before marriage. Yes. Things you must experience before marriage. And that's Something other than what you about to marry for a lifetime. Right. So, I'm just saying. And a lifetime, that's a mighty, mighty long time. But I'm here to tell you. Like a mighty, <laughs> mighty, mighty long time along with a mighty, mighty good man. Absolutely. I got to give it. I got to give it. He's come, like, he'll come into, like, he comes over more frequently than my mom. Like, he'll just pull up. You know, he's that old school, play the number, you know, got his little paper. That's what's up. Play the picket. So I love like, it. Oh, I still call it the picket. That's right. That's why I play the picket. I still you know, call it. He call it the young things, you know, like, you know, he'll, he'll, but he doesn't like to take his picture. So whenever I can get his picture, you know, and I was looking at, I, he just, he just took a picture with me for his 75th birthday, but it's like a big gap. 
because all his pictures are like this. They're OG. They they live <laughs> off of the um, no face, no trace. That's where that comes from. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell y'all a side secret of Byron. Byron smoked the joint every day when he got off of work. He rolled the joint every day when he got off of work and was sitting puff. That was one thing I was like, yo. Mm-hmm. And roll oh, it like a my dad was the shit because he could make his own. I didn't know what it was at the time. But you know what he said to me? He was like, Y'all niggas need 420. I like that. He was like, real uh, ones don't need 420. That's a that's yeah. another good one. And I got yeah. some good um yeah. Oh yeah, I got some yeah, good I like for that. that one. I, I, I got a couple of people um there is a who have gotten, like, move to Panama. There's a, they gotta move to Panama so you can see what Panama is all about. I like that, Muffy. Moving to a different country because America ain't starting over. Who are you telling? Starting over and, and beginning that's again. A, that's a deep yeah. topic right there. That's a deep, deep topic right yeah. there. Um, because the fear of starting over keeps us in so many situations yep. and circumstances for so yeah. long. Yes. It's a, and I know because yes. I've experienced that fear yes. of just starting over. It's just like, mm, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to say, I'm t- I can't. It's too much. You know what I mean? That's me. so I've, that's I've definitely did the Thank beginning you, again, again. Begin again, again. Is, yeah. is my life. That's a good yeah, one. So I've definitely, one. I've, I've written that down. So we are going to have side pieces, the levels of side pieceness. Absolutely. Experiences you must experience before you get married. Yes. Yeah, you might not. And the begin again, again. Yes. The begin again, again. We're definitely going to come. So we have, we we are beyond uh, one hour and um, yeah, no face, no trace, baby. Yo, Ms. that's Burn deep. Told y'all. No trace. No face, no trace. OG. He a whole OG. And he ain't playing no games. And Not you better hold on tight to that picture you took on his 75th Absolutely. birthday. He'll be, 70, he'll be 77 soon and ain't going to come again. I got so to hold tight to it. So, yes, we have definitely spent this whole entire month um, loving on, revering, supporting, and appreciating the black man. Well, the man. The man. man. It was the month of the man. So um, through mental health and romance and fatherhood and old to fatherhood, all the way down to the diva, then talk about what a mighty good man, um, men in our lives that are doing a wonderful job. So, yes, this has been an amazing month. I loved every second of it. And I do appreciate I want to just shout Danine out <clears throat> for beginning our show because I was still a little itchy and kind of out of it from all the Benadryl <laughs> that I had ingested last night after playing with poison ivy. So I truly do appreciate you guys. I really, really, really do. Anything that you guys want to say just really, really briefly before we close out? Nah, we just love you back and thank you for your vision and your, yeah. you know, just thank you for your vision. That's all. Yeah, Keep doing you. Out these men. Yeah, yeah, I truly do love you guys. It. Yeah. And to all of the mighty good men in our space, to all of the mighty good men who sit on our platforms, uh, regularly, the, the the bromance, the fellas, you know, mm-hmm. we, we usually co- collaborate with them to Doc and Dunce, who I've collaborated with, the mighty mm-hmm. good men of Doc and Dunce and Keith Stark, you've done an amazing thing. To all of the fellas, all of the, the dope dads that we had on just last week, I want to shout y'all out yet again, because y'all are truly doing it. Mm-hmm. Y'all are doing it. We um, see and I see you. Huh? I was saying we see you. Absolutely. We see you and we love you. We were, mm-hmm. we were definitely trying uh, to do our part in changing the narrative. So I love you guys. I truly do appreciate you guys. I kept on popping my mom in there because I've been watching. I had to, um, couldn't even uh, 
share the show today. I just wanted to watch it because I needed to see who was popping on today to mm. see who was joining the, the podcast. So mm -hmm. I saw that my mom kept popping in and out. So every time I saw my mom's name on the screen, Barbara Wilds is watching. I will put up, happy birthday, mom. Happy birthday again. <laughs> so maybe one time you'll catch this. Happy right, birthday. Right. You know, because she kind of kept popping in and out. So I, I needed to watch the, you know, the people this morning. So um, to my mom, happy birthday to you. Martha, I forgot to, uh, my childhood friend Martha, I forgot to call her out last week. Her birthday was last Saturday. But just know that I love you. I charge it to my head and not my heart. I love you too. So we are about to end out this month of the man. With all of the love and all of the things Absolutely. that we did. I hope that you guys felt the love that we were trying to put out there. Absolutely. I hope you truly did. And yes, it is the end of our time. We will be off next Saturday too, because it's 4th of July weekend. Yes. So there will be no yay. Awesome. So yes. Yeah, it's 4th of July weekend next weekend. So we will have no, oh, um, no. Yes. <laughs> so we will have no um show next Saturday morning. We will come back the second weekend, which will be probably like the 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 tenth or the eleventh. The tenth of July is when we will next be uh we will be back on. So thank you guys so much for your support. I love you guys. I appreciate all that you are doing to move Alyssa South Jersey to Wilds Worldwide. And as we always close out, two fingers. Two fingers on your inner wrist. It is pulse check time. If you feel a pulse, it is because you have a purpose. God has put you here to do something. So find your purpose, walk in your purpose, and live out your purpose every single day. I love you from Wilds Worldwide and the Dividend, my girls, that I love so, so, so much. Have a great weekend, and we will see you back here in two weeks. Not in one week, but in two weeks. Enjoy your 4th of July weekend. I love you guys. Bye-bye. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Woo!